Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You're listening to the Inside Connection, coming to you live from Los Angeles on this beautiful but a little bit too hot for January Southern California day. You can find out more about me and my work by visiting Sage of Stars on Instagram and Facebook or at sageofstars.com on the web. Check it out. All the planets are in direct motion today. means that none of them are moving backwards from the Earth's point of view. None of them are retrograde. So including the nodes, it is a day of maximum forward movement. So utilize this time this week to get the most out of each day by setting some goals for yourself and then accomplishing them. The energy of the chart is here to support you with that. Don't miss it. The topic today is eclipses, both solar and lunar, but particularly lunar. I'm going to really focus on that because we are about to have a very auspicious moon, a blue moon, a full moon, and a total lunar eclipse, all the same moon. A lot of websites are calling it a blood moon, uh, a blue blood moon, in fact, because it's a blue moon and eclipsed moons turn red and they call that the blood moon. So this is a blue blood moon. It's all happening on the morning of Wednesday, this Wednesday, the 31st of January. And if that sounds like it's going to be a lot, it is, because occurrences like this don't happen very often. I mean, it's rare enough to have a blue moon, right? But a blue moon that is also a lunar eclipse, this hasn't happened since March of 1866 over 150 years ago. Now, that's a blue moon. So the power is magnified significantly. And why is it magnified? Because it's rare. This is a phenomenon, and it contains vast potential energy. And I was thinking about potential energy and what that is, and I think I'd love to explain it from a very scientific standpoint. Potential energy is actually a physics term It means the energy that an object contains because of its position. So I'm going to give you some examples. Let's say that you have an arrow and it's in a bow, but it's not drawn back. That's one level of potential energy, right? It has the potential to fall on the floor if you let go of it. But if we pull back the string on the bow and hold the arrow in place, the arrow becomes filled with potential energy because of the tension that is already loaded behind it. So another example is like a snowball at the top of a mountain versus a snowball at the bottom of a mountain, right? At the top of the mountain, it has the potential to produce an avalanche. At the bottom, maybe just a cute snowman. So you get the idea. Potential energy is um, in in all things. Everything has Uh, potential energy depending upon how you look at it, some things more than others. So potential energy is a huge concept in the physical world, which is why it's from physics. It has formulas and calculations that go with it, um, ones that the physicists use. And there are other kinds of potential energy, the potential energy of a newly fertilized egg, for example, or the potential of a new student sitting down for the first time at a piano. 
This kind of potential is energy. It still has formulas that go with it. If a student puts in X amount of hours studying the piano, then in a certain amount of time, they will have a certain level of proficiency. And of course, there are averages that go with all of that, but it's potential and it comes from an investment in energy or a loading up of energy. Uh, when we look at eclipses, the potential we're viewing is the focused potential of having two astrological planets. Um, in this case, that's the sun and the moon. And again, for any new listeners, we know that the sun and the moon are not planets, but they are astrological planets because from the Earth's point of view, they move across the sky. Anyway, two astrological planets focused on a specific degree of an astrological sign. In this case, the eclipse is going to happen at a specific moment, and the sun and the moon will be in a specific place. So what that does is it magnifies their energy because they're in an alignment, a position that gives them a specific potential and a greater potential, in fact, than when they're aligned in a less intense or less focused way. So I want you to think about this in terms of solar eclipses. So, you know, we have solar eclipses. We had one in the United States last year on August the 21st. The moon goes by the sun. Every single month it goes by the sun. We have a new moon. And because it's traveling around the earth, the moon, and at some point, it is aligned in the same spot as the sun. But we don't have a total eclipse of the sun every month. We get a new moon, but we don't have a total eclipse of the sun because it's much more rare for the moon to pass exactly in front of the sun. Most months, it goes above or below the sun, and so it doesn't block it out at all. It just travels slightly above or slightly below the sun on its path around the earth and so we don't see it block out the sun at all and then there's those rare moments when the moon travels exactly across the disk of the sun and the sun and the moon from the earth's point of view are relatively almost the same size right they're like the size of a nickel in the sky and the moon overlaps the sun and voila we have a total eclipse of the sun it's huge it's uh, and a more auspicious alignment, a more intense, focused alignment. And so what, what I'm suggesting here is that when two astrological planets, and when we're talking about eclipses, it's always the sun and the moon, are aligned in a very specific degree like that, it magnifies them because the potential is greater because they are aligned in a more intense and focused way. So there is an eclipse this Wednesday morning that goes along with it being the second full moon of January, which is the definition of the blue moon, two full moons in one month. So we get a full moon, a total eclipsed moon, and the second full moon of January. It happens this Wednesday morning between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. Pacific, to be exact, with the maximum level of totality at 5.30 a.m. Pacific. This eclipse is going to be focusing its energy on Leo because it's happening in Leo because the sun is in Aquarius. And in order for us to have a full moon, that means the moon has to be in the opposite sign from Aquarius and the opposite sign of Aquarius.
Aquarius is Leo. For those listeners on the East Coast, uh, this will not be an event that you can see, but it will impart its energy upon you nonetheless. The best place to see this eclipse is going to be Hawaii. And west of there, Japan and Australia will see the eclipse after sunset. Probably Hawaii will see it in a nice part of the evening, say, um, you know, midnight or 1 a.m. Not too inconvenient of an hour for West Coast America. It will be visible, but very early in the morning, as I said, and so not as convenient unless you're a very early riser. Do look for this eclipse on Wednesday morning if you're on the West Coast at um, 5.30 from 5 to 6. Uh, you should be able to see the entire eclipse in its totality before the sun rises. So the eclipse is in Leo and it's magnified energy and potential energy, but the potential to do what? Well, what we do is we look at the chart of the moment in general, and there are a few very interesting things that this eclipse reveals. So what we're going to do is take a snapshot of when the eclipse occurs, maximum eclipse, 5.30 in the morning, Los Angeles, California, right? And um, we're going to say, like, well, what else is going on in the planetary alignment? Like, what does the chart of the eclipse look like? And number one, the moon will be right next to the asteroid Ceres, which is also a dwarf planet. Uh, it was reclassified with Pluto, so it's quite a large asteroid. Um, it's also going to be in Leo and right next to the moon. So Ceres is an asteroid that has to do with maternity and mothers, and the sun will be right next to Venus. It also has to do with women. So I think one easy interpretation of this eclipse is that one woman or a group of women will rise to national attention. Now, this woman should be a maternal type, not just an activist or some salacious thing like a presidential sex scandal. So I think you're going to see a person who has uh, maternal energy and a maternal vibe uh, behind her, someone quite strong um, and Leo-like, meaning quite a leader, um, moving to the forefront quite quickly after this lunar eclipse. So empowering women and particularly mothers could be a great thing for the country after all when, you know, those poor kids were gunned down in Sandy Hook a few years ago. There must have been a substantial outcry from moms around the country uh, to do something about gun laws and help protect children, but nothing got done. So something that might empower moms and these people who, who are caring, maternal, protective, nurturing energies, that could be a good thing. I think it's important. We really need some of that right now. So that's one aspect of this eclipse on... Um, and, and the way in which it will affect all of us, potentially by bringing forward women or a woman who will lead. That's the Leo part. People to a higher truth about fairness and equality. That's the Aquarius part, which is the position of the sun in all of this. It's a powerful time, people. We can expect to see leaders emerging in 2018 who will take us toward a higher level of social consciousness, humanitarianism. This is also Aquarius, and boy, do we need it. On a personal level, so for each of us individually, the eclipse promises positivity, that's Leo, and forgiveness, also Leo. Pride, creativity, and enthusiasm are also favored for all of us. 
of course, to truly determine how you're going to be affected individually by this eclipse, um, you, uh, you're going to have to look at what house it's occurring in in your particular birth chart. And that's different for all of us, and that's something very particular that you could either look up online or you could um, find out from your astrologer. Um, but let's suffice it to say that a Leo eclipse is a powerful one and a rare blue moon eclipse is going to bring forth leadership and potentially female leadership in a very profound way. And it's very exciting. If it's not women that come forward, particularly, it will be loving people, right? So it, Venus is conjunct the sun and Ceres is conjunct the moon. It's, it's two symbols of very strong female energy that represent women, but also in a very broad sense, represent loving people of both genders. So it doesn't necessarily have to just be women. It could be people who are connected to uh, the feminine archetype. Uh, they don't have to be feminine in nature to be loving individuals. So eclipses bring a strong focus to the signs and the houses that they are in. And this lunar eclipse that's happening on Wednesday offers the birth of a strong, powerful voice for us all. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You've been listening to the Inside Connection. Make sure to check out Sage of Stars on Instagram and Facebook. You get daily astrology insights there. I'll be here next Monday at noon Pacific. I hope you enjoy the energy of the eclipse and that you also have a great week. Bye-bye. <laughs>